Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. We have been in Acts chapter 2 for several, several studies, and now we're going to finish it out today looking at verse 42 down through verse number 47, and I'm excited for this conclusion of the chapter because it's a very powerful section of Scripture that I believe God can use to speak to our hearts. I hope you're having a great day today. I hope you've been walking with the Lord and spending time in your Bible. Also, some time in prayer. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth little. No, that's not what it says. It said it avails much. And if it avails much, we got to get busy doing it, right? Much prayer, much can take place. And uh, I want to encourage you to be a prayer warrior. Don't just read books on prayer. Don't just sing songs about prayer, but let's pray. Also be a soul winner. Same thing. Don't just talk about it, listen listen to sermons on it, but go do it. Practice it. Pass out a gospel track and tell somebody today that Jesus saves. Isn't it good to be a Christian? I'd rather be an old-time Christian uh, than anything I know. I wasn't born saved but thank God I got born again. And because I've been born again, now I know for sure that I'm saved. Heaven bound with the hammer down. Mace Jackson used to say, one of these days I'll go up like the lone ranger, or a Superman and come back like the lone ranger and looking forward to heaven and all that's waiting for us there. If all God gave you and I was salvation down here, it'd still be worth it. It's the greatest life to live. You say, but you miss out on a lot. Yeah, a lot of drunkenness, a lot of drug abuse. Yeah, a whole lot, a lot of headache and heartache. Oh, my. But can I tell you, we don't just get this life down here. We get all this in heaven, too. You got to slap your neighbor and say, it's good to be saved. Now, if it's your wife, I'd, I'd think twice about it. She'll probably slap harder. But God's been good to us. Now, if you've missed any of our Bible studies in Acts 2 or any of these Bible books that we've gone through, we've gone through many verse-by-verse studies in these books, you can catch them on the podcast. Our podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. You can just type in Striving for Revival, hit subscribe, then you have free access to every Bible study that we've done. What we do is we just pull those off of the radio and we archive them on the podcast. That way, if you miss us on your station, you'll catch us whenever you have the time on the podcast. And I know many of you, as I travel, will tell me we study together uh, through this radio broadcast. That might help you uh, stay up to date with me, or you can go back and re-listen to one that you might have a question about or need to hear again. And so get the podcast if you've not gotten it already. The book of Acts is a transitional and historical book. I've said this many times, and we'll see some things happen in the book of Acts that we won't see happen today because we have a completed New Testament. The Bible is very clear about how some of the gifts of the Spirit ceased when the Bible was completed, Genesis through Revelation. Some of those include speaking in tongues and miracles and healings. Now, God still does miracles, and God can still heal, but he's not going to put that power coursing through the hand of a man that touches your head, and then you faint like Benny Hinn would have you believe on his stage. Or like this crowd today who's producing movies and putting on week-long tent crusades would want you to think either. And so it just doesn't happen. You just need to read your Bible. That's why it's so important that we're Bible students. We ought to search the Scriptures. We need to rightly divide the Bible. We can't just get our Christianity off of sound bites or Instagram pictures or Facebook posts. We've got to get it from the Word of God, the Holy Spirit of God, illuminating it and helping us in that. Now, Peter has stood up and preached in the power of the Holy Ghost. 
He preached on the resurrection, the death, burial, and resurrection, really the gospel. And then he charges the Jewish crowd that he preaches to with the cause of crucifixion. They are the reason. He said, you've nailed him to the cross. You're the reason that he died like that. The Bible said when they heard that, they were pricked in their heart. Conviction came upon them. You know, you preach the cross, it'll bring conviction. You preach the word of God, it'll draw to a decision. There is no neutrality when you sit in a Bible preaching. Everybody's impacted and affected some way. Nobody leaves the service neutral. You've got to make a decision when you sit under Bible preaching. And they say, what shall we do? We've got to get right. We want to make sure this is, uh, we want to make sure that we're on the same page as God in this thing. They're convicted of their sin. They want to make it right. They believe, and the Bible said, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there was added unto them about 3,000 souls. So this church, this fledgling church that started out with 120 in an upper room, now suddenly has 3,120 members. It's an amazing thing. You say, what was the miracle what was the recipe for church growth? Bible preaching in the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh my, I want to run a lap on that. It wasn't a media team. It wasn't a, a praise band. It wasn't state-of-the-art facilities. It was Bible preaching in the power of the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, this church ballooned from a handful to thousands. You say, you reckon God could still do that? I guess God is still God and everything. I don't think he's been diluted or diminished in any way. I don't think he's weakened himself. I don't think he's a less God than he used to be. I think he probably could still get it done right now. If God could find him a man of God who gets so full of the Holy Ghost, oh, my soul, and just stand up and preach the Bible with conviction and compassion and combustion, some fire in his belly, preach that Bible with the power of God, I believe God could still see, uh, let us see thousands saved. I believe that. Now, look at verse 42. This is the atmosphere of this early church. We're going to look at it, and we'll go through these verses and conclude chapter 2 today. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. So the first attribute I see of, the, of a biblical church is this. They did not change. They continued. They didn't compromise. They continued steadfastly without any wavering in the apostles' doctrine. So the emphasis of the first church to ever exist is Bible truth. Can I say, we are so far removed from that as the norm today. The emphasis is no longer on Bible truth, but on fellowship. Not And fellowship's good. We're going to find that exact word coming up, but it's not first, it's second. All right, Bible truth is first. And we see that today where everything is revolving around social activities and programs and what do you have for this, that, or the other, or do I fit the culture? What in the world is that even talking about? It ought to be, is there Bible truth being preached there? If a place, listen, I don't care if it looks like the 1970s in there. I don't care if it's a little old shack on the side of the road. I don't care if they got must and mold and moths flying around. I don't care what it is. If there's Bible truth there, you're better off to sit in an old wooden creaky pew and listen to an old uncouth fellow with no teeth in his head preach the truth, and then go to the most uptown church in your city, sit a bunch, set aside a bunch of politicians, fat cats, and senators, and hear lies told, your best life now, and then go drink your wine and smoke your cigars and fellowship and, and, and die doing it. No, I don't want that. I want Bible truth, brother. That's what Bible preaching, auto, Bible churches are, uh, uh, biblical churches are. They are churches centered on the Bible, continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. But then came fellowship. Fellowship is not built without truth. It is based on the truth. 
I fellowship with who I fellowship with because of our commonality in the area of truth and in breaking of bread. So they were Baptists. They were eating all the time. That's, you know, I'm being funny there. Breaking of bread and in prayers. And I believe also that breaking of bread maybe talks about the Lord's table in there and prayers. So this early church, they emphasized Bible preaching, truth, doctrine, fellowship, right? Uh, breaking bread together, communion together, prayer. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. So there's a unity here. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. Now this early church, I think with their zeal, now you have to understand these people aren't perfect, but I think in their zeal and their excitement, they probably thought, man, Jesus is going to come back today. And he, he could, he could have, and he could today in our day. But they were so zealous over this. They, they sold their lands, they sold their houses, and they had everything together common. They were all, that shows you how in it they were, their devotedness. They were completely sold out to this thing called the church. They loved their church. And they continuing daily with one accord in their temple. They didn't just have, by the way, you all who complain about church Sunday night and Wednesday, the early church didn't just have church on Sunday. They had church every day. Every single day they met. They met in the temple at this point and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. So every day they had church and every day they loved it. <laughs> wow, revolutionizing. Well, wouldn't that be something today if we just get centered on Bible truth, make much of prayer and doctrine, fellowship, and then we just had that spirit of unity and we said, I don't want less church, man. I want so much the more. Verse 47, I like this praising God. There was worship in that early church. It wasn't dead. It wasn't dry. It wasn't like a funeral. No, they were shouting it out and having favor with all the people. And I like this. And they were soul winning. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Can I say there's not a single thing in that recipe that's going to cost you a whole lot of money. Not a single thing that cause, that's going to say that you have to have big facilities. Not a single thing there that says you're going to have to have a large budget. No, it's basic stuff. Bible truth, preaching, fellowship, unity, worshiping, praising God, and soul winning. I tell you what, we can still do that in this generation, and God will still use it. That's all of our time for today. Until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.